We're in a battle for America's soul. Liberty is at risk. It's time to speak up. Welcome to Brooke Talks America with author, publisher, conservative advisor, and patriot, Brooke Says. For years, Brooke's been behind the scenes, helping conservative leaders articulate a vision for a better America. Now, she's front and center, and the mic is hot. Here is your host, Brooke Says. Hello, hello. Welcome to Brooke Talks America, where we discuss politics and culture from an unapologetically conservative perspective each and every time. No turncoat. Rhino's here, I assure you. Um, I'm here with my co-host, Colonel Jim. And make sure you connect on Facebook, Twitter, while we're still on there. I'm also on Gab. Uh, email the website is brooktalksamerica.com if you'd like to partner with us and be a sponsor of the show let me know there is also a donate button on the site if you want to go that route um, you can listen to archive podcasts of this show on my website brooktalksamerica.com also I'm on Captain's America Third Watch every first and third Tuesday mornings at 5.30am both on this station Salem Media Group on AM860 The Answer and my podcast is available on iHeartRadio Apple, Amazon, Spotify and Potomatic. And by the way, I doubled up in one week. I'm number seven on Potomatic in my category. So I'm pretty happy about that. Also, I have an app which you can find on Play Store. I just want to give a little shout out to the folks uh, at Trumparilla in Tampa Bay. The folks are keeping the MAGA spirit alive out there with the boat parade. And also make sure you check out Sun and Fun in Lakeland at uh, Off Linder Airport. That's a really excellent American, patriotic American thing to do, especially with the kids. It's so cute. So I'm working on an article on one of my favorite subjects, which is actually the what we're going to be discussing today. Just kidding. Uh, it's the race baiting hustle of BLM, which now apparently stands for Buy Large Mansions. Uh, check it out on the website. It'll be up by tomorrow night. So, And all my previous articles, which, if I do say so, stand the test of time, if uh, my buy... Biden buyer's remorse article is still going strong with and with the atrocious calling of the Japanese golfer the who won the Masters. Biden called him Japanese boy. The one that I wrote about you ain't black is also getting a lot of traction. They always, uh, you know, I guess he had to have dementia to really prove what he really feels. So let's get to the jelly. We're joined today by Evan Sayet, who is a comedian, former comedy writer for the Arsenio Hall show and politically incorrect with Bill Maher before turning to the right. Uh, he is a contributor to the Heritage Foundation, Human Events and Washington Times. And he has a book that um, called The Woke Supremacy, an anti-socialist manifesto. And Andrew Breitbart said his speech at the Heritage Foundation, which is excellent, you should go look it up, uh, is one of the five most important conservative speeches ever given, and their single most viewed speech and was the basis of his book, Kindergarten of Eden. And with that, welcome to the show, Evan. Thanks for coming on. Well, Brooke, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So you were here last year on the show. Uh, you know, we were talking about the book, and and it was heading into the election. It was sometime in uh, in October. You know, we discussed your book. Um, and while we had had basically at that time two years of the Furious Four, which is what I call them, uh, and the socialist, you know, rhetoric of the helium tank bubblehead from the Bronx, Comrade Cortez, it was kind of like, meh, socialism, you right-wingers are always talking about socialism. But since Biden was installed, you know, they're going pretty much Dresden on this everywhere. Uh, I don't know if you saw it, but the this is so creepy. Like the Bureau of Land Management employees recite this bizarre self-hating acknowledgement on a Zoom call. The new UN AMBO is apologizing for America, a la Barack Hussein. And BLM is now dictating, 
court, corporate policy as well as curricula. Uh, and it seems that the Republicans, who are generally feckless anyways, now are pa- legislatively powerless to stop it from D.C. You know, thankfully, governors like mine, Ron DeSantis, are putting down their feet. But, you know, this is accelerating at breakneck speed. And I played audio of the show to prove that Colors, who's the founder of BLM, is, you know, she says they're trained Marxists, which they are. They're also getting funded by the communist, you know, the Chinese Communist Party, which we're on our way. The big tech companies that did their uh, social credit rating score, that's coming to America. You know, so what do you think about that? Well, first first of all, I already knew, and I suspect a good many of us knew, that Barack Obama tried to to finish out the revolution. Yeah. Uh, this, is, this is the culmination of actually the 1960s radicals who sought revolution. They acknowledged they sought revolution. Bernie Dean Dorn, one of the co-founders, along with her husband, William Ayers, of the terror group The Weather Underground, approached the bank of microphones and said, Hi, I'm Bernie Dean Dorn, and I'm going to read to you a declaration of war. Yeah. Well, their attempt to, to overthrow the government failed. Well, it failed for a very simple reason. The last of the great generations who had lived in the real world, who had fought socialism under Hitler, who had fled socialism under Hitler and, and, and also the Soviet Union, they wanted no part of, of what they were selling. So they went on what's called the long march through the institutions. They took over education and turned it into their ministry of indoctrination. They took over Uh news and entertainment and turned them into their uh, ministry of propaganda. They took over social communications, and now they've got the ministry of, of, of interpersonal communications. And Mark Rudd, one of the truly vile founders of this vile movement, and give you a hint just how vile these people were, at the very first meeting of the Weather Underground in, in, in 1969, the terrorists took a moment to cheer Charles Manson. Yeah. They cheered Charles Manson. And the reason they cheered Charles Manson is because he was seeking the same thing they were seeking, which was to start a race war. That's why that's what Helter Skelter meant, if you remember that phrase. Helter Skelter meant an apocalyptic race war. And that's what the Democratic Socialists, the radicals of the 60s were trying to foment. They failed. But now they've taken over these ministries. And Mark Rudd, one of these bloodthirsty Democratic Socialists, one of the founders of the movement, he said the true flowering of the 60s will come in the 90s when we've taken over the institutions. Well, Brooke, he was wrong only because he missed the obvious. Once they take over the institutions, they would need another 30 years to use those institutions right. to brainwash successive generations of warriors. Well, if from the 60s to the 90s is 30 years, what's 30 years from the 90s? Last year. Yeah, 2020. Yeah. This is why they're no longer pretending they're anything but what they are. This is why after years of, of, of pretending they weren't socialists, they're admitting again they are socialists. This oh, proud socialists, too. Hatred for the cops, yeah. the same bloodthirsty rhetoric, the same anti-American rhetoric. They believe they have now produced enough social justice warriors mm. to finish off the revolution they failed with in, in the 60s, but they seem to be succeeding with now. And, and Barack Obama... Just wasn't quite ready yet to admit that he was a socialist. He wasn't quite ready yet to admit that his goal was revolution. So he used euphemism. He was going to fundamentally transform Mm -hmm. America. Well, 
he then used the, the apparatus of the government, the FBI and the IRS, and weaponized them against American citizens. And the only reason he didn't do more is because they were sure Hillary was going to win. So why, right. why make exactly. the frogs jump by being obvious? But now that we've started to fight back, they intend to close out this revolution as quickly as they can. Well, and and I was talking about this yesterday with someone is that I think they were so freaked out. Obviously, as you said, he expected Hillary to win. They were so freaked out by Trump actually winning and getting in there and being able to see, you know, to the extent that he could without a sufficient army behind him of of people that actually supported him. You know, they're they're so entrenched in the government already that. You know, they 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 expect to stay there regardless of who the president is. And that's absolutely true. But they were like they had four years of like we we just have to do everything to get this guy out because we can't afford for him to see what's actually going on. Not just what they were doing, you know, but what they were grifting off of. And then once they get him out to make sure nothing like that. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and that's. The people that don't believe that, I mean, obviously, most of the left is just so, you know, mindless that they don't believe anything if they don't see it on CNN. But they they don't understand the severity of that entrenchment in the government by leftists who actually hate America. And, you know, O'Keefe has done a lot of uncovering about that. There's you know, we're going to get into it in a little bit, too, about more stuff that's out now is um, what's really going on with people that work in this very high level, well, maybe not high level, actually, yes, but in, this, in, in institutions like the State Department, the, you know, Department of Justice. I mean, the yes. career politicians, yes. the ones who are there, no matter who's, Correct. whoever's kitchenly in charge of the government, well, they come in, they don't clean out house, you can't, you yeah. can't possibly. You know, and, it's millions of people in the bureaucracy. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, but but there there is some good news along the way, and that is that revolutions tend to eat their own. <laughs> yeah. And we're and we're starting to see that that even some liberals who had been blinded because the true liberal should be voting Republican. Correct. Should be terrified. Correct. Of, of the woke of the woke supremacist movement, and we're starting to see people like my old boss Bill Maher speaking up. We're starting yeah. to see Matt Taibbi at Rolling Stone speaking up. You see Even Naomi Wolf? Silverman put out. A, I'm sorry, Naomi Wolf. Yes, Naomi yeah. Wolf's a great example. Yeah. Even Sarah Silverman yeah. put out a video where where she said she's leaving the Democratic Party. And you know what? As, as Brandon Strzok proved, you don't have to walk. To us, just walk away. Correct, from them. correct, and that's why they took away after January sixth. They tried to link him to that. Is that that's why they took the walk away down, and they use as an excuse, which they wanted to do anyways, is because he has he has been so effective as well as Candace Owens, and particularly, you know, I talk about this really a lot on my show. Is like black voters because. Uh, Trump got an extraordinary amount for a Republican in general, but for someone who'd been so maligned by the press, you know, 92 percent, he got an amazing amount. So hold that thought. We're going to come on to a break and we'll return after we come back. Uh, I'm here with Evan Sayet on the Brook Talks America show. More Brook Talks America coming up.
America with Brooke Says. Connect by Twitter at Talks America. Here's Brooke Says. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says, and I'm here with Evan Sayet. And you mentioned, uh, you know, I... I have been waiting for the awakenings to happen. I watch I very active. I know you got kicked off Twitter. I had one of my accounts got kicked off Twitter as well because Jack can't uh, tolerate anything from the right. That's a fact. And um, O'Keefe has been now kicked off as well. But I watch things like Tariq Nasheed. I watch what people are saying. He's a big race hustler, but, you know, he has some things in common. We actually have things in common. I'd like to do a podcast with him, but he blocked me because he's a little scaredy cat. But I... I think I'm hoping, actually, you know, that the finding out that the people that follow BLM and finding out that Patrice Cullors now has four to five homes, a la Barack Hussein, that all that money, millions and millions of dollars, you know, Candace Owens talks about that. Where's the school? OK, where is the school for black lives? Where is the, you know, the, the camp, the basketball courts, any of the things, you know, whatever it is, any of the tutoring, where are the things that are actually going to help black lives? It's not anything about that. It's about a grift, just like everybody else is grifting. You know, Comrade Cortez is going to be a millionaire and she's like an idiot. So it's all about a grift. And hopefully these people, when they find out what Black Lives Matter is actually doing and how all these people are getting paid, like me too got paid millions of dollars to the, the people that were running that organization. It's a grift, and they're using the dead bodies of black people. So hopefully they'll, you know. In, 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 there's, you know there's there's a, a point that I make in, in, in the book, in the woke supremacy, about how the left will insert a modifier before a concept that's important. Yes. And change- 180 degrees. And and so one of the examples is you and I, and, and hopefully everybody knows how important it is to be correct. You need to be correct in your, in your facts. You need to be correct in your reasoning. Most importantly, you need to be correct in your conclusions. Uh, otherwise, even the, the best intended policy is going to fail. But since the, the, the woke are never correct, mm-hmm. they insert the modifier politically, and that changes what it means to be correct 180 degrees. Yeah. They do the same thing with justice. They insert the modifier social, and by inserting the modifier, it changes the meaning of justice 180 degrees. Well, when they insert the modifier black in front of lives matter, it changes at 180 degrees. Lives don't matter, and how they took this money, and the only life that mattered to her was her own. Right. Well, and they're not in front of the abortion clinics. If black lives mattered, you'd be in front of the abortion clinics. Indeed. You know, we shouldn't be looking for the hypocrisy on the left because it is nothing but hypocrisy. It's standard. You know, Ayn Rand had a great line. This is actually my first book, The Kindergarten of Eden, How the Modern Liberal Thinks. She said, there are no contradictions. If you think you found a contradiction, you must question your supposition. And and so when we see Al Gore, you know, having uh, these mansions and and flying on private jets, you see, oh, that's hypocritical. That's a contradiction. But it really isn't because you shouldn't suppose he really cares about the environment. (laughs) When, when, When you suppose that black lives matter, care about black lives, then you see all this hypocrisy. But once you recognize that they don't care about black lives at all, then all the hypocrisies go away. They are actually 100% consistent. The supremacy is for the supremacy. And yes, there, there, there are people who glom onto it for the profit. But the ideologues, whether it's a leftist, a woke journalist, 
is woke. He's not a journalist. Right. The woke entertainer is woke. He's not an entertainer. It's an identity. The woke academic is woke. He's not an academic. Yeah. It's really crazy. So, w- w- one of the things, though, is that so we talk about this, you know, people get fired and obviously that's very serious. But th- w- what people don't understand is that this woke supremacy, you know, that you wrote in your book about this wokeness, this ideology that's actually their religion, right? Because they're godless people. So that's their religion. And actually colors, you know, being a Marxist makes you godless by default. This has real world consequences. Okay. So it's, you know, beyond the getting docs, losing your jobs, which are horrible enough. This is very serious. You know, they're using, when you have melanin, okay, that is considered overqualified qualifications in industries which are involved in public safety, that's next level crazy and it's dangerous. You wouldn't want your heart surgeon pushed through medical school if they weren't qualified simply because they were non white or female any more than you would want your airplane pilot pushed through for that reason. You know, and Tucker. Um, who was my favorite, as everybody knows, he illustrates this, you know, uh, he talked about this, I think, last year. He This started under Obama. The air traffic controllers were now, were doing a policy where, he's going to explain it, where they were actually rewarding basically slackers with higher points than achievers. And I want to play this audio and then I want to talk about it. It turns out that racism and equity are pretty much the same thing. Who knew? Here's the latest illustration of the principle, and it comes not from the Biden administration, but from United Airlines. United used to be a conventional commercial air carrier. It flew airplanes from place to place, most of the time uneventfully. That was the old United Airlines. The new United is very different. It's a combination of a hyper-aggressive corporate HR department and a left-wing political action committee. The new United Airlines is big on moral pronouncements and mandatory social engineering. United has embraced equity. Here's its latest directive spelled out yesterday on Twitter. Quote, our flight deck should reflect the diverse group of people on board our planes every day. That's why we plan for 50% of the 5,000 pilots we train in the next decade to be women or people of color. End quote. United Airlines is mandating affirmative action quotas in its flight schools. And that's a big change for the country. When Coca-Cola embraces some equity scheme, you understand why they're doing it. They're hoping that by hiring more black executives, no one will ask just how many black Americans have gotten diabetes from drinking Coke. For Coca-Cola, equity is a purely defensive PR move, and it makes sense. But airlines are different. An airline pilot transports hundreds of people at a time in a thin-walled metal tube going nearly 600 miles an hour, 35,000 feet off the ground. Flying a commercial airliner is dangerous. Like performing heart surgery, no matter how many times you've done it, It's inherently high stakes. People die if you screw up. In the airline business, as in medicine, not killing people is all that matters. So how will racial and gender quotas make United Airlines safer? That's the only question that matters. A couple of years ago, we reported the Federal Aviation Administration had lowered its standards in order to bring equity to air traffic control. As part of that initiative, the FAA began administering something called a biographical questionnaire to applicants. This is significant for all the people tempted to believe United or the U.S. military when they say that by bringing equity to the process, they're not lowering standards. They are by definition. Candidates were asked in the case of the FAA whether they got mostly A's in high school. If they said they did, yes, they got five points for A's. Candidates were also asked if they had been unemployed for the past three years. And if they answered yes to that question, they got 10 points. They got double the points for three years of unemployment as they did for getting straight A's.
so insane that I can't even believe it. And it's actually happening. I mean, what I don't understand is that they are doing this, obviously. I mean, it's obvious. They're doing this to appease black people. How many black people want to fly on an airplane that may have a pilot that looks like them, but isn't necessarily competent just to get the job, who just got the job because of his melanin quotient? I mean, this is insane. But no, well, who gives a voice to them? Yeah, it, 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 it's only insane, again, if you start with the suppositions they care about safety, that United Airlines can't uh, landing their planes. And, but woke corporations are not corporations. They're woke. Everything is for the supremacy. This, you know, it, it was the same. It was insane for, for Hitler to build concentration camps yeah. because he was using material that, that could have been used to win the war. It was in, unless you understand that in, in a supremacist mm. movement, the defeat of the other is is a moral imperative. It, it's something that they have to do. And you know, just earlier we were talking about contradictions, and and you look at the fact that during World War II, Hitler, who sought a world, the perfect world to Hitler, was one where there were no Semites, and yet he sided with the Islamists during World War II. Uh, the perfect world to the Marxist is, is a world without religion. Yet they sided with the Islamicists during the Cold War. According to the woke, the perfect world of their imagination is a world where, where gays and women and, and other quote-unquote marginalized people are, are, are treated with equity. Yet they side with the Islamists yeah. who, who throw gays off of buildings and, and, and who, who subjugate women. Now, this would seem like a contradiction, except for the fact that they all share one thing in common. What they think the perfect world would look like is very, very different, according to each supremacist movement. Mm -hmm. But the first thing they all need is to destroy the world as it is. That is yeah. the only goal of the woke right now. They don't care how many women are subjugated. They don't care how many blacks are, are killed. In fact, this is why they foment black yeah. anger. You know, go back to, and you and I discussed this off the air, but go back to Saul Alinsky and his rules for radicals. And then one of them is, it is up to us to go in and rub raw the sores of discontent. Oh, it's so true. Well, first there has to be discontent. Mm -hmm. So they have to invent all of these injustices in order to make Americans discontent. That's why their first effort in the 60s failed. Americans, even back then, even in the 60s, things were, were truly, there was racism. There, there was Jim Crow in the democratically controlled South. Yeah. There were Jews who weren't allowed into the democratically controlled Yale University. There was, and even then, there's a great story in the woke supremacy uh, about the boxer, Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Uh, he went over to Africa to train for a fight in Zaire, and he set up his training camp there, so he spent weeks and weeks in, 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 in Africa. And when he came home, they asked him, now remember, Muhammad Ali was a black man born into the Democratic Party-controlled racist South. By that point, he had long already converted to Islam. So we're talking about a black Muslim man in the 70s. And they said, Muhammad, what'd you think of Africa? And he said, quote, thank God my granddaddy got on that boat. Yeah, he would be canceled today. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. He, he, he would be hated. He would be reviled. Yeah. And, by the way, would Martin Luther King Jr.? Of course, yeah. And, in fact, one of the great lies that, that the left has been able to, to sell 
is that it was they who brought about the, the changes in the 1960s yes. and 70s. <laughs> the truth is the radicals opposed equal rights. Yeah. This is why when they first came on the scene and they could affiliate with either party, they didn't join the party of abolition. They yeah. didn't join the party of women's suffrage. They didn't join the party of the then recent 1957 Civil Rights Act. They joined the party of George Wallace, Jim Crow, slavery, and segregation. Why? Because it's just a truism that people join the party that is closest to their own values. Yeah. And look, race has been critical to the theory behind the Democratic Party, whether it was a Democratic Party of slavery. Race was critical to the theory behind the Democratic Party policy of Indian removal. Race was critical to the theory behind the Democratic Party policy of Japanese internment. Mm. And race remains critical to the theory behind how the Democrats uh, act and think and believe today. Nothing has changed except for which race they are exploiting at any given moment. It's so true. So what do we do? Like, we have about a couple minutes left. What do we do then? What is the solution? Okay, on, on, on the large-scale tactical level, I'm, I'm going to uh, point you in the direction of an article a friend of mine wrote. I don't know if you know Trevor Loud. You know, of course, we just saw him this week. Okay. Uh, well, Trevor has a nine-point plan yes. that, that I think is, is pretty strong and, and would do better in the tactical level than I would. The two things I would ask people to do, from my point of view, one, please read the woke supremacy, Mm -hmm. because it's essential that people know who the enemy is, that these are not our colleagues, these are not our friends, these are not our neighbors, these are our enemies. These are our enemies. It is a supremacist movement. You know, but the definition of a supremacist movement isn't that there's bigotry, isn't that there's uh, uh, injustice. That's any society from, from one degree to another. The definition is this. It's the belief that all rights, privileges, and protections of society belong only to those who possess a certain trait. In Nazism, it was Arianism. Mm-hmm. In Marxism, it's proletarianism. It's, in Islamism, it's, 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 it's devotion to Muhammad. Well, in the woke supremacy, in the society they seek to create, all rights, privileges, and protections will belong only to those who are woke. Mm. So the rest of us will not have freedom of speech, as we do not. The rest of us will not have freedom of assembly. They'll send in their goons to beat us up. We do not have freedom of association. And in fact, we don't even have the right to hold a job. Look at right, look look at look at the editor in chief of uh, Teen Vogue. Yeah. Now this is a young woman who was woke to the max. I mean, so much so she made her way all the way to the top <laughs> of that woke journal, and yet they found a tweet from her childhood, just one drop of yep. unwokeness, and they fully disempowered her and silenced her voice. And people have to recognize, even if it hasn't hit you yet, it will. Even if you, it will. Yeah. It will. Wow. I mean, it, it really is, you know, they, there's no soft peddling this. I mean, if you're on the fence about this, Jim, Jim, my co-host Jim gets in, he gets in trouble for calling them communists. They are straight out communists. And we need to be very clear that they, 
there is no compromise with them. I mean, Trevor Loudon has a great thing, and he talks about, I'm going to try to get the video from, he was at the Tea Party of Manatee, I'm going to try to get that video so that I can be posting it. He talks about making a block, a red block through the country of states, conservative states, where they won't be able to impose this because we'll be too strong. So, and uh, Indeed. Michael Malice talks about a national divorce. Do I have one more minute? Uh, yeah, one I'm more glad. minute, that's it, because we're going to get cut off with the music. He's looking at me. Okay, <laughs> very, very, very quickly. Yeah. The mistake people make in, in, in thinking about communism and socialism is to think of it as an ideology. They are not. Right? They, they are a, a global structure and an economic model that any number of ideologies have glommed onto. So when we call them socialists or communists, people think, well, they're not Leninists, they're not Marxists necessarily, but it doesn't matter what the ideology is. They've embraced the yes. system yes. of socialism, and that system has led to nothing other than disaster. And the goal of socialism is communism. So everybody needs to understand that. Don't get your pearls clutched, okay? You know, you have to know the truth. Anyways, thank you so much for coming on again. We'll talk to you soon, Evan. Have a great day. You too, Brooke. Thank you. Yes. You're listening to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says. Another great show. And we will be right back after the break. More Brooke Talks America coming up. Despite the often repeated lie about the founding fathers were all Masonic deists, many of them were actually firm believers in God, which is documented in their many writings. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, James Madison, the chief architect of the United States Constitution, wrote, and I quote, The religion then of every man must be left to the conviction and conscience of every man and is right of every man to exercise it as they may dictate. This right is in its nature an unalienable right. It is unalienable because the opinions of men, depending only on the evidence contemplated by their own minds, cannot follow the dictates of other men. It is unalienable also because what is here a right toward men is a duty toward the Creator. It is the duty of every man to render to the Creator such homage and such only as he believes to be acceptable to him. This duty is precedent both in order of time and in degree of obligation to the claims of a civil society. Before any man can be considered a member of civil society, he must be considered as a subject of the governor of the universe. Amen to that. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out the RonEdwards.com. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America with Brooke Says. Connect by email, info at brooktalksamerica.com. Here's Brooke Says. Another excellent Ron Edwards Notebook. I'm your host, Brooke Says. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America. This segment is brought to you by GDSM Productions, creative expressions through breathtaking design. Since its inception in 1993, GDSM Productions clients have included many publicly held corporations as well as small and mid-sized startups. They effectively hit their mark the first time with over 25 years' experience. Visit her Facebook page at GDSM Productions to get connected and get a quote on your upcoming project. So this week, as everybody who knows, uh, James O'Keefe got suspended yet again. 
on Twitter for telling the truth and for exposing CNN, the propaganda outlet. This is a clip of what came out. Basically, they're not only, uh, you know, doing propaganda, they actually use the word. I think I, I think we got him through this term. We would always show shots of him jogging. Him in aviator shades and like a, like you paint him as a young geriatric. We were creating a story there that we didn't know anything about. You know, we were so that's that's I think that's propaganda. Look what we did. We got from that. I am a hundred percent gonna say it. And I 100% believe it, that if it wasn't for CNN, I don't know that Trump would have got voted. The focus was to get Trump out of office, right? Without saying it, that's what it was, right? So our next thing is going to be for climate change awareness. Do you think it's going to be just like a lot of like fear, like climate? Yeah, fear sells. Fear sells. No one ever says those things out loud, but it's obvious. For years... We've heard that CNN is the most trusted name in news, but a CNN director is on tape telling us that they're propaganda, helping a certain political candidate, employees admitting what we've always known to be true. Trump uh, was, uh, I, I don't know, like his hand was shaking or whatever like that. We brought in like so many medical people to like all tell a story that like it was all speculation. He was like neurological damage, like that, that he was losing it. He's unfit to, you know, whatever. We were... We were creating a story there that we didn't know anything about. You know, we were... I think there's just like a COVID fatigue. So like whenever a new story comes up, they're going to latch onto it. They've already announced in her office that once the public is will be open to it, we're going to start focusing mainly on climate. It's our it's going to be our focus. Like uh, like our, our focus was to get Trump out of office, right? Without saying it, that's what it was, right? So our next thing is going to be for climate change awareness. The head of the network, like just who's that? Is that Zucker? Zucker, yeah. Climate change is going to be the next COVID thing for CNN. We're going to we're going to hone in our focus was to get Trump out of office, right? Without saying it, that's what it was. And that's the question, Mr. Zucker. Why is it so important to hide the truth of what you're really trying to do? Because they are a propaganda outlet. And if we had an actual government, the FEC would look, be looking at them for campaign contributions because they're admitting it on tape that they use their network, the trusted name in fake news. That's what they are. OK, so they should be looked at for FEC violations and Trump should sue them. And James O'Keefe is suing them. So I really hope that they do that. And while we're on the subject, you know, and by the way, there was a there, I'm not going to play the clip because I don't have time. But there is a Facebook worker who basically says that they should be shut down because he says the truth, which is that Facebook and Twitter are basically governments. They're bigger than actual governments and they have way too much power. But since we're on the subject of P- CNN, I love this clip. Tucker ruthlessly And this is what we need to do. Ruthlessly mocks CNN, whether it's Zucker or whether it's the potato head, as uh, Kurt Schlichter likes to call him. Um, The other guy. Now I can't think of a stelter. Yeah. So this is him mocking their wokeness and absurdity. A lot of people who work at CNN really hate it there, but you almost never hear them criticize the channel in public. You can't break ranks. But Brooke Baldwin is an exception. Baldwin recently announced she's leaving CNN. She's had a lot to say on her way out. Turns out that the channel that lectures you about sexism apparently hasn't adopted the standards they want you to follow. Watch. I've been anchoring for 10 plus years, the majority of that time, two hours in the afternoon. 
in that time, um, you know, the, the, the most influential anchors on our net- network, the highest paid are men. Uh, my bosses, my executives are men. The, the person who oversees CNN Dayside is a man and my executive producer for 10 years is a man. So I have been surrounded by a lot of men. Well, that's a lot of dudes. Are you shocked? CNN is awash in toxic masculinity? Come on, of course it is. Have you seen the Chris Cuomo exercise videos? Look at those lats. It's like Mad Men, the Soul Cycle edition. Think some butts have been slapped in that newsroom? You're damn right, baby. Just like you like it. Not acceptable. Not acceptable anymore. So how do we fix it? How do we fix CNN? Well, it needs new leadership, obviously, but it's not that simple. There are not a ton of people who can run a declining left-wing propaganda network. You need relevant experience to do that. So here's an idea. Jeff Zucker should transition. It's not hard. As CNN has told us many times, if you look like a woman, you are a woman. You have all the female intuition and empathy that the sex is famous for. Overnight, the transformation is instantaneous. So Jeff Zucker wearing Dockers has no earthly idea what Brooke Baldwin is talking about. It's like she's speaking Latvian. But you put Jeff Zucker in his sheer black strapless dress and he instantly understands her. Maybe he'll even rehire her. Jeff Zucker will, as we say in the female community, finally get it. Toxic masculinity solved. The only question is, will Jeff Zucker do this? We'll see. But be warned. If he doesn't transition or if he complains about our suggesting that he transition in any way, we will know for certain that Jeff Zucker is transphobic. There's nothing worse than that, even CNN's exercise video. Oh, my God. Is that the most funny thing? That's why they hate Tucker so much, because he just goes in on them so hard. And that's how you have to do it. One thing they hate more than anything else, the left, is when you mock them. They absolutely cannot take it. It makes them completely furious. And that's why I love Tucker so much, because not only is he brilliant and smart, but he does stuff like that. You are listening to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says, and we will be back after the break with Colonel Jim. More Brooke Talks America coming up. To Brooke Talks America with Brooke Says. Check out the blog at brooktalksamerica.com. Here's Brooke Says. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says, and I'm here with Colonel Jim Warshak, who's the former Deputy Director for Intelligence at U.S. Central Command. He served on the White House National Security Council, currently serves as the Hillsborough County GOP Chairman, and... A reminder, he was the first retired military officer in Florida to endorse President Trump. We are MAGA to the core, still and always. So, Jim, there's lots of stuff going on. Um, We're going to save election integrity for next week. Okay, I have some good clips on that, but uh, I want to save it because there's a lot of stuff going on. Like the FedEx shooter, as always and forever, he was on the FBI radar. Why does that keep happening and why did they get away with that? All of these people from Boston Bomber to San Bernardino. Or you have the crazies who, because of political correctness, like the guy in Virginia Tech, Jared Loeffner, and the guy in Sandy Hook, they know about them, they're crazy, but they don't do anything. So it's almost like they let it happen on purpose. Exactly. And I'm 
I'm convinced they knew and they may have had some indicators that he was about ready to to do something and they just let it go. And we've talked about it before. Why? Because they want gun control and they need to justify taking everybody's guns away. And over the last several weeks, I mean, you have to really stop and think. Look at all these incidents. All of a sudden, as soon as gun control became Mm -hmm. the top issue in the Biden regime, all these shootings start happening. All of them ended up being discounted or, oh, we can't talk about it so because of either the race of the person involved or or whatever the political reasons. And in this case, here we have someone who is on the radar screen, does it, oh, I guarantee you it will be off the radar tomorrow. Well, and here's the thing, you know, I thought, oh, well, that's Alex Jones type thinking. No, logic and reason dictates that in a flurry of mass shootings all at once happens after Biden is installed. Only someone who is thinking thinks that way. Why does it happen in all of a sudden, right? Terrorist attacks happen all of a sudden. That would be something like, oh, gee, it wasn't happening for four years, and now all of a sudden it's happening. You have to think logically, what is their agenda? And by the way, the Great Reset doesn't happen if you have the Second Amendment. Duh. Anyways, so don't dismiss that, right? So Kamala Harris trashes the U.S. along with the new Ambo Greenfield trashing the U.S. a la Barack Hussein abroad. What do you think about that? Oh, and um, you know what I said about the uh, him calling the Japanese, um, the master's winner Japanese boy? Mm-hmm. Y'all have to read my articles because I'm telling you, they're, they stand the test of time and they're so prescient. She, he didn't even, Biden didn't even meet with her, uh, him. Sorry. Yeah, we were trying to figure out the other day, where was Biden? Somebody said he's upstairs, Napping. he's not feeling well or whatever. Come on, Really? You know, you have the prime minister, one of our biggest allies in the world, coming to visit the White House, and you can't be there for it. And you march Kamala out, and Kamala uses the first minute or so of her greeting to him to trash America on on camera live. On and if you watch soil. the facial expressions of the Japanese prime minister, you just have to wonder what was going through his head. He was watching, he, and out of the corner of his eye, very very closely of how she acted. So, you know, they know, our allies know what's going on. And, you know, this is this is all about destroying America. You know, this is their plan. And Kamala and Joe Biden and the rest of them, um, they're, they're just the mouthpiece for it while all this stuff is going on behind the scenes. And they're just, they're there to make America look bad embarrass us as a great nation. I mean, here we are under Donald Trump. The world had high respect for America. They're they're taking this down to make us America last, as the slogan goes. Well, and the thing is, is the reality that so they say, oh, we're respected again under Obama. We're respected again under under uh, Biden. First of all, the world is laughing. Okay, Australia, I played the audio where they were just destroying Biden uh, when he fell over. Uh, fell on the um, plane, you know, on the stairs. But you want your enemies, your adversaries to fear you and your allies to respect you. That is the complete opposite. Our allies have to be absolutely terrified. Speaking of Japan, China is on the march, right? They're going to take Taiwan. They already took Hong Kong. Nothing's going to happen to them. And 
this would never happen. Seriously, this would never happen in any other situation. It's not Biden. Everybody knows that Biden is just a puppet that can be vertical for a little while while they do this. Kamala is no more respected than a Biden is. It's all the people that are behind the scenes. And this is Obama, Rice and Jared that are running this coup on the United States. Now, packing the Supreme Court, obviously, I think it's part of the... Um, you know, the shine the light over here because you're doing something. I think that was part of the distraction for the border. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. However, that's a disaster. um, They they look at this as writing an injustice. They see Donald Trump naming and nominating three legitimate people to the Supreme Court as injustice to America and Donald Trump was, you know, Donald because Trump didn't say you're, Garland too. Yeah, well, yeah. Do, it, it goes back to that too. But they look at it as an injustice being done. Donald Trump did that intentionally. No, he did it because he was required to do it because of the situations that occurred. But they see it as an injustice. This is their way to do it. And of course, they're not thinking. This is because this is the way the left doesn't think. They think immediately. Let's get it done. You know, this could be reversed down the road. And, you know, the Republicans and the conservatives could come back and name 25 people to the Supreme mm-hmm. Court. So they have to be careful what they ask for. Um, they, I think what we're looking at now is they're, they're, they're doubled backing on this a little bit. Uh, Pelosi came out and said, we're going to wait until the commission that Joe Biden put together on this, and we'll be interesting to see how that plays out. You know, Nadler was out there doing his thing. Humpty uh, Dumpty. Trying to convince people that this was the right thing. More to follow. I think we'll be following this in the next few weeks again as uh, as we move to the next thing this week, which I think, as you kind of mentioned, is going to be climate change. Oh, my gosh. The climate and emergency. Nobody, I'm telling you, that's low, low, low on the level, uh, other than the blue hairs, which, by the way, are absolutely filthy. So they don't care about the climate or the environment. They just care about their religion because they are godless people who need a religion. And their religion is, quote, unquote, climate. And guess what? We live in Florida. How many times a day does the climate change? Like four. So it's ridiculous. They are power-hungry, psychotic. I said it, yes. And the Democrats, not only were they going to talk about packing the Supreme Court, and again, I think it's a distraction from the border, from the invasion at the border, but they're also talking about, you know, and this is also on their, like, to-do list, wish list, is to terminate the Electoral College. Yeah, this is this is... They want a one-party system yeah. of government. This is the model under communism, and I'll say the word as as we mentioned yeah. earlier, communism. This is one more elimination of the process that our founders put together to ensure that we had, you know, free and fair elections. We had sound, uh, legitimate type of elections. They hate the electoral college, of course. If it works for them, they like it, but they hate it because it's played against them. They manipulated it in 2020. Donald Trump won in 2016 because of it. They want it gone, and they were – it's going to take, I think, a constitutional convention to to change that, but they're going to try. Hopefully. Well, and the thing is is that that's why they keep importing people in, okay? They can win the quote-unquote popular vote when they have 3 million, 5 million, 10 million illegals, and I don't believe that he won. I believe he was installed. I don't care what anybody says, okay? I know. Jim, you believe the same way. But nonetheless, he is there, right? He's at 1600. However they did it, that's what happened. But they can they can overpower the Electoral College 
by having by say that's why they want it gone because they can have the popular vote if they just keep importing illegals, which is what they're doing. So we have to have the electoral college, or your small states are going to have no value whatsoever. So, but this is all just as Evan said, and you and I have been talking about this forever. Is all communist? They hate America. Listen. If you're a Democrat and you're listening to this, if you hate listening and you get your back bristled over it, they're doing everything they say. You're, the people who represent you are going abroad saying they hate your country, and they're doing it on, on American soil, too. The Chinese are laughing at us because these people are saying that we're racist. I mean, you know, and by the way, it was the Democrats who did all those things. OK, so you hating yourself. I don't know how they have a Stockholm syndrome that they get the same people that they abuse to keep voting for them, but that is what it is. So the border crisis is a disaster. I want to move on from that. We all know what it is. Kamala was supposed to go. She's not going to go. She's not going to have anything to do with that because she doesn't want to, you know, there's nothing she can do. They're just letting it ride. But I want to get into this because this is important is that so Trump wanted to get out of Afghanistan. Now, supposedly, you know, uh, Slow Joe is wants to do it. It's not going to happen. None of the neocons on either side want that to happen. But I want to talk about this very important Russia bounty story. Okay, you have about like a minute left. That was a total fake news, and now it's finally coming out. They were they were assaulting uh, Trump on it. What's what's the story with that? Well, it was brought to you by the same people who brought to you brought you to this brought you the Steele dossier yeah. and the Russia collusion. It was made up. The New York Times was involved. The Democrat Party was involved. It was a total hoax to embarrass Trump and try to get him to start actually. Uh, hostilities with Russia. Do something from that standpoint. Here's the thing that nobody's talking about. There was no, even if there was a bounty, it didn't work very well because we only lost four people in Trump's last year in office in Afghanistan. And and that's, that's a tragedy in and of itself. But if you look at the numbers all across the Middle East from Afghanistan, Iraq, uh, Yemen, wherever, we we had fewer people lost in Afghanistan, so there was no effort on the part of the Russians to discount that. It's fake news. Uh, move on. Now, now the, the Biden regime has to deal with Russia back to where it was with Barack Obama and, and the Ukraine. Yeah, I mean, the, the, they said that the, the these are the kids back in charge, okay? These are the kids and a dementia patient. I said it, I always will. You're listening to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says, here with Colonel Jim. We have we need three hours to cover all of it, but we'll do what we can in the time that we have. And we will see you next week and cover all the things that happened during the week. You've been listening to Brooke Talks America with author, publisher, conservative advisor, and patriot. Brooke says, connect by email, info at brooktalksamerica.com. By Twitter, at Talks America. And listen next Saturday night for more Brooke Talks America on AM 860, The Answer.